0: There are 80 million podcast listeners, weekly podcast listeners in the US alone. There are 69 million Netflix accounts. So that should just go to show you that there are more people that are listening to podcasts than are watching Netflix. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen.
1: On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Christina Linkowski, and she is a forward-thinking podcast publicist and educator for entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, all looking to expand their credibility and go from being the best-kept secret to the go-to expert in their industries through being a guest on other people's podcasts. In 2019, after 13 years working in the PR realm, Christina discovered what being a guest on podcasts did for her online-based business, and since then, she's dedicated her work to helping other business owners, particularly women, see the same kind of results. She's been a guest on over 50 podcasts, including her Empire Builder, Profit Podcast, and The Heather Sager Show, and all helped her private clients get booked on over 350 top-rated shows, including Hello 7 with Rachel Rogers, the online business show with Tyler McCall, the Copywriter Club, and Get Paid with Claire Politreau, among others. Christina lives in Boise, Idaho, and with her husband and daughter, and you're going to be in for a treat. Stay tuned for all that Christina has to drop here. Uh, But first, it's time for our marketing essentials moments, the basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. On this week's topic for your marketing essentials moment, I wanted to cover some best practices for email subject lines because we all need to use email whether we want to or not. And it is definitely something that needs to help grab the attention of the people that you are intending to send your email to. So, Let's talk about some good practices for email subject lines to help make your emails get through to those people you want. And so one of the reasons to think about this and and really consider how you spend even more time on your email subject line than anything else in the email, just so that you can get people to open it and read it. It doesn't hit spam. It doesn't go to the wrong places, right? So thinking about when you want that email, if you're going to step into your recipient's shoes for just a second, what is it that's going to trigger them to want to open that email? What what is it that triggers you to open your emails? Think about that for a minute and how can you use what works for you, maybe working for other intended recipients? So think about how you can maybe personalize the message using merge tags to personalize your subject line with each recipient's name or maybe the location and personalization is shown to increase open rates for the users so if you can think about how you can integrate that if you're using things like mailchimp or anyone any one of those out there that can put those personalized tags in there think about maybe specific dates or names or locations that can help you be very personalized and then being descriptive thinking about words that can describe into what it is that you want to either hook for an offer, but you have to be very careful about the terminology that you use because some of those trigger words are going to set it into the spam folder or the promotions folder, not the inbox, based on what email platform your recipients are using. Another thing to think about is keeping the email subject short, no more than 60 characters, even though you may have more room than that but you really don't want more than nine words or 60 characters. And the reason for that is because in some devices you won't be able to see all of the subject line. And so the thing that's going to set people apart in email inbox is those first few words that come across their screen in either a a small device, on a mobile device, or in their regular desktop inbox. The other thing to consider is limiting your punctuation. Don't use exclamation marks three times over, right? Those are things that are absolutely gonna trigger and make your email look like a piece of spam. So we want to limit the amount of special characters, limit the amount of punctuation. Uh, Don't use any more than about three different uh, types of punctuation if you have to use punctuation, but definitely reduce the amount that you're doing. But you can use emojis, but carefully, carefully use those emojis and keep in mind that they take up character space too. So count them in your character space if you want to keep your subject lines less than 60 characters. And thinking about the emojis that are going to resonate with people that are not going to be misconstrued, for example, really though, you don't want to use more than about one emoji at a time. And those can help supplement words rather than just replace them so that you can make sure that your main message still gets across replacing words with emojis, sometimes people don't get the message right away. Sometimes the emojis don't actually come through. So then they would miss out on what that message is that you're trying to say. So emojis are used to supplement or augment or enhance what you're trying to say, not necessarily replace it. And remember different operating systems use different types of versions of emojis. So it's really important to test those out because sometimes emojis may look different on other devices than what you intended and that could also be a problem. Other things that you can do though, to test out your message, and we do this all the time, we do a small sample group to test out subject lines and see which group gets more opens than the other. And that way then once we determine which subject line is gonna get the most opens, then we use that for the massive group instead. Um, so doing you know, the good old AB testing to do some variant testing of what those different subject lines will, help you in affecting your open rates, right? The people who actually open your message. And then you can use some subject line helper tools online. Just Google search. They're free. Um, They can give you some ratings and ideas and recommendations based on what you can do. MailChimp has one as well. By the way, if you want to use MailChimp, we switched over to MailChimp and I have a link that you can use if you'd like. Reach out to us and I would be happy to get that to you because we both get rewarded if you use our MailChimp affiliate link. But whatever whatever MailChimp, if it's MailChimp or if it's a subject line helper, it, will, it can help you with the performance and, and help you making sure that your message is deliverable, legible, understandable, relatable, all of those things. And you can get like a scoring based on it. Um, it'll tell you if it's short and sweet enough or if the emojis are, you know, if you're overusing emojis, for example, it'll give you some preview text and a little snippet that will happen uh, in the inbox after the subject line is sent, so it can give you some examples of what it would look like in an inbox, which is pretty cool. So then you can see if something's getting cut off or if it's not necessarily the message that you're intending to send. So yeah, you can get it And if you get a little green box to say "yay, you did you did well," then you know you're you're going to perform better than if it's like a yellow or red exclamation mark, or, you know, an error or an alert uh, emoji. So thinking about those uh, ways that you can test out the message. And then review what subject lines have done well in your past. Look, look back at what's done well uh, and look back at not just the subject line, but the time of day, what day of the week you send those messages. If it's the beginning of the month, if it's the middle of the month, if it's the end of the month. What kinds of things can you glean by looking back at your past performance to then help predict future performance of what's going to be able to perform better for you and for your audience that you've been building? Uh, Look at the different subject lines that have uh, also not performed well so you know what to avoid because every audience is a little bit different and what actually works is going to be a little bit different for every industry, every audience, every uh, type of person that you're sending to So just to think about what you can do to continuously check those email subject lines, continuously build your open rate, continuously build your email list even, um, those are all things to consider. So thinking through the types of subject lines, one thing that I know always gets open the most for us is when I say we're hiring (laughs) or something along uh, along that. So other things that get opened uh, if you are using newsletters for example aside from we're, we're hiring because everyone wants to know what we're hiring for and wants to you know maybe peruse what job posting we may have uh, but anything that has to do with our people our employees our community uh, things that are relevant and relatable to what your readers are wanting to see or that could potentially want more to see so they end up with a, you know, a fear of missing out if they don't even open that email. FOMO, right? You don't, (laughs) they can't not open that email because they got to see what it is. So uh, those types of things. And then, you know, when you're doing this research, what those trigger words are that will keep you from getting into spam. Um, Typing things in all capital letters generally is not a good idea. Uh, Just lots of little things that can help you in your open rate with your email. So if you want more, there's lots more to talk about, but uh, I'd like to get into the interview. However, feel free to reach us, reach out to us, visit peppershock.com, uh, go to the community, the marketing expedition community.com. And we've got lots of different nuggets of information that you can glean from on either one of those places. So, and if you need help with your email system, let us know. We can certainly help you get set up, get your brand look and feel in a newsletter set up. We can, Help you get email and MailChimp if you'd like. Certainly something that we can walk you through a path to make that happen. But now let's get into our interview on the Marketing Expedition podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen, and the president and CEO of Peppershock Media, and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community, all the things, right? Uh, and today's guest, we have Christina, um, w- w- say your last name, so i just make sure I get it right, Lenkowski. Lenkowski, yeah, pretty, it's it, It's just
0: like it It looks, but it does always trip people up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like, wait a minute, did I say that right?
0: <laughs> you get, well, you nailed I, it, I, you I, nailed I,
1: it. think of Monsters, Inc., um, you know- oh, yes. I, yeah.
0: yeah. Mike <laughs> anyway. Kuzowski, yes, was, yes
1: uh-huh, exactly. yeah,
0: uh-huh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, Christina, I always love to just give you a moment to share a little bit about you and the things that you do. And, you know, we're both here in Idaho, of course, but uh, give, give a little brief history of kind of what got you to where you are now in your PR space and podcast space. So take it away for a minute and just share with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm super excited to be in front of your audience. By the way, Ray, I was listening to an episode earlier today just to get reacclimated and everything, and it's really, really fun to talk to other business owners and kind of realize where we align and you know where we can learn from each other and stuff like that. So I'm super jazzed to uh, to be here today. So thank you. Um, I think the thing that I always really like people to know is that I've been in this world a long time. Um, I've been doing PR and marketing for 20 years at this point. Um, And I come from, I worked for agencies, both in-house and, um, you know, either I worked for agencies and then I also worked in-house for organizations for a really long time. And then I went off on my own. And when I went off on my own, and this was after, shortly after the birth of my daughter, um, when I went off on my own, I freelanced for a while, but then I decided I was going to launch a course. Like I was like, all right, I'm going to launch a course on tourism PR. That was my particular area of expertise. And when it came to marketing said course, I did what all the quote unquote gurus were telling me to do at that time, which in this particular instance was ads to webinars, to emails that was obviously going to sell a million dollars and, you know, in your sleep and you weren't going to have to do anything, etc. And the thing that I like to say about this, to be clear, is I was teaching publicity and did no publicity (laughs) to promote my course the first time I was going out to do that. And in a shock to no one except for me, it was a complete failure. Like it only sold a couple, it didn't go well, you know, etc. And so this next time I really leaned back into my intuition and I was like, all right, what is it that I'm gonna get out there and do? And I started to book myself on aligned podcasts, so podcasts full of my ideal audiences that I was looking to get in front of. And I took all those years of pitching experience that I had and being able to find, you know, the right media contacts, et cetera, and got out there and it was night and day. Um, people started reaching out to me about speaking on stages, consulting for their organizations. Um, people were just buying my course right off the shelf. And what I realized in that was when people hear my voice, when they hear my story, when they hear these things, that know, like, and trust factor is upped so dramatically. And so in 2020, I decided to. I worked in tourism. That obviously was not a great area to be at in 2020. So I decided to uh, pivot my focus.
1: Yeah, a little bit. A lot of people. No heads and beds, and no butts and seats.
0: Exactly, exactly. Which meant no money. Which meant no money in my hand.
1: (laughs) No money in your pocket. I got you. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So. I, um, decided that I was going to pivot towards teaching people how to book themselves on podcasts because of the huge difference I'd seen in my business. And so I started to do that. Um, but by the end of that year, I had so many people that were just like, Hey, this is great. I see the value, but can you just do it? Um, that I started my own company at first, it was just me adding on publicists to the agency that we have today.
1: Nice. Nice. No, that's great. And I think you're right. I think podcasts have really grown substantially during the pandemic. And when I first thought, oh, no one's going to be commuting, so they're not going to be listening to it in their car because they're just going to commute from their couch to their kitchen. And, you know, we're, our podcast is going to go down. I've been doing this for now probably eight years, and we saw a significant increase because that's what people were doing. It's consuming all media and consuming everything yes. that they could possibly do. And we moved to weekly instead of, you know, sporadically and yeah, again, instead of every now yeah. and
0: again, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're doing biweekly, just because over the summer I, you know, yeah. oh my goodness, it's hard to keep up. So biweekly has helped, but I think it's it's still still strong, still getting the downloads, still doing oh, all the things and yeah. getting you know I- information that I get to learn just as much as share what's out there. And I think yeah. podcasting is definitely it's a long game, right? People think that they're going to get immediate results, but I mean, let's talk about that. How can you, one of the things that you said in in your your write-up was, you know, talking about how you track an ROI on podcasts. What is it that you do with your clients and yourself that makes you think, oh, yeah, this was a good thing. We should do this more often. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we do, you know, I have, and I'm certainly happy to talk about it, but you need to be doing this work consistently for it to make a difference in your business. Totally. I yeah. have a lot of people that talk to me and to be specific, I work with guesting on podcasts. So I'm talking about regularly guesting on other people's podcasts, being a guest on other people's show. And the reason that I really want to point that out is I will speak at an event or someone will hear me on something and they'll be like, you know, I was on a couple of podcasts and it didn't really do anything. And uh, there's many things that I like to say to that. But the first question I'm going to ask them is, so you were just on like two (laughs) and you think that that's going to make a big difference. This is something that you're going to be doing over and over and over again. You know, when we work with our clients, we work with them for a year and we guarantee we'll get them booked on 24 podcasts. Yeah, well, and it it also
1: matters which podcast too, right? Well,
0: 100%. That's the other question that I ask a lot is, who was that audience? You know, you said you were on a couple of podcasts. Were they your friends' shows, your clients' shows? And a lot of the time, the answer is they were asked to be on that show by somebody else. There is nothing wrong with that. You know, if you want to go on someone else's show because they're your friend or because... They asked you to be on it, that's totally fine. But unless it's the right audience, don't expect it to move the needle in your business. And what I mean by move the needle in my business, you know, when you talked about what is that ROI, what does that look like? There's many different ways that we kind of can judge that, right? Or look at that. But the one thing you need to understand about publicity, and y'all are listening to Ray, so I know you understand a lot of these (coughs) metrics and stuff like that, is publicity is notoriously hard to measure. Okay. It is not something like an ad where you can just put money in, see exactly how many people clicked or bought or whatever, and be able to say, this was exactly my ROI. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to get out of quote unquote giving some kind of ROI or figuring out what's working there, but it just looks a bit different. Now, we have clients that can absolutely say, I know that I had this $10,000 plus client come to me because they heard me on a podcast, right? Or I've had multiple clients come to me because they heard me on a podcast. We have one that has a uh, email marketing membership. When she started with us, she had zero members and now she has over 4,000. And the only thing she does is guest on podcasts and speak at events. She does not place ads. She does not do other things. So We absolutely know that that ROI is happening, but it can look different in different clients. We have another client where it's his website traffic and his lead magnet, people that are grabbing his lead, have gone off the charts, right? From doing this type of work. And again, showing up over and over and over again. So really what I like to say is a lot of the work we do is momentum building. Our clients' businesses look different at the end of the year after we've worked together and got them booked on 24 aligned podcasts and they do at the beginning. But a lot of times we don't even necessarily know what that's going to look like until we get to the end. I was actually just talking to a client last week, we were doing our wrap up call of our year together. And she was like, you know, I'm at the point now I need to have a call with you because I have to start an agent. Like I want to build this into an agency now. Like the momentum is just growing so, so much that I want to step into this instead of me just doing it all. Right. So it's, figuring out kind of where that momentum is going to happen. Could she say specifically this podcast brought me this client? Maybe not, but she knows that being on these 24 shows has brought her a lot of attention. A lot of discovery calls, a lot of clients. Yeah.
1: Great. Well, and that's what the, the, the main factor here, too, is I have guests from all over the world now, and some of them are even, you know, they have more downloads than I do, which I love when we get those types of people when they're in, you know, they're also podcasters, too, and we get to do a little pod swapping or, pod, you know, mm-hmm. being able to be on each other's shows. And and it's, it, it, it's interesting to me when people take the time to be, on you know, a guest on the show, But then they don't share it. They don't spread it out there. They don't do anything. And it drives me crazy. Like, you're wasting my time if you, I mean, that's half the battle is the guest has to remember or know, or, you know, I don't know, try, we try to educate them, like, if you do this, you need to commit to sharing it out there because it benefits us both. It benefits you being able to tell that story it's produced, it's put together, you know, all the things. And it, it just drives me crazy when people don't share it. And so, yeah, some of the things that we do now is like, if you're going to be on the show, we want you to share it. And then I have my assistant, you know, specifically go to their social medias and DM them and say, here's your podcast, please share it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then finally, but it's like, why would you do all of that if you're not going to you know share it so i hope that part of your plan for your for your clients to be on those 24 shows is that they that, that your clients will actually take the time to share it and put it out there and, you know, when, as, a, as a host, I love it when they do that and they tag us and they, you know, are doing everything they can to really maximize their interview. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if we cut it up into clips for them or whatever, and, and they can use it as quotable moments and they can use it for audiograms and mm-hmm. they can use all the things, right? It's, it's just so much more impactful and powerful and not a waste of our time, right? <laughs>
0: yes, I think that what you're saying is, what i hear from a lot of podcasters and that is and and that's unfortunate you know this is a huge pet peeve of theirs right they have someone on their show they think that they have you know ideally a you know a connection of some sort um uh, you know as well and then when it comes time for the episode to air it's just like radio silence And this is absolutely something we coach our clients on. No question. (laughs) We're also sending those things over to them. Um, You know, when we get them from hosts, I put a lot of stuff on my stories um, as well, like just as an agency when things go live as well, because y'all, if you don't, if you don't have a podcast, you don't understand how much work goes into creating a podcast. And when someone, Mm -hmm. exactly. And as a guest, you are showing up on someone's show and they are they are putting you in front of their audience, their platform, right? They are the ones who are cutting down this. Like, I'm so grateful to Ray because she's going to record all this <laughs> then her and her team are going to chop it up and they're going to release it. And then the least I can do is be sharing that across my channels, tagging her, putting in an e-newsletter. You know, we do like Spotify playlists of all our client stuff yep. that comes out, et cetera. Things like that.
1: And reviews too. Reviews are so important as well because then those reviews help get better ranking and so then more people see it because of those reviews as well. Right. I mean, those are those are like gold to podcasters. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I think that the big thing that a lot of people here's how I think a lot of people look at podcast casting. I come on your show, I drop a lot of amazing knowledge, the 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 show airs and then money, a billion dollars just comes straight to me. (laughs) Right. Okay. And, yeah, that's, sure, and that's and sure. that's not how this works, right? That's <laughs> yeah, not how this works. And I think what's really important about this and a big thing we coach our clients on. And one of the things that I've had them say to me, many, multiple clients say to me at the end of their time with us is my biggest surprise was those host relationships. Yeah. Because a lot of people sleep on those relationships. They do the recording, they hit end on Zoom, right? They say, thanks, hit end on Zoom, never to be heard from again. And I am here to tell y'all that, like, I have made so many relationships with hosts of shows that I have been on. They have become affiliate partners for me, referral partners for me. I have taught in their masterminds, I have taught master classes, I have done all these other things for them, which is only deepening that relationship with them, right? And giving me even more opportunity to speak in front of my ideal audiences. So, why why would you not want to take advantage of that you know when you when you go on a show to me it's just a huge missed opportunity
1: no and i can certainly attest to that because a lot of the vendors that i have from all over the country yeah. i have yeah. you know uh, Somebody who very specifically specializes in pay-per-click ads. I have somebody who very specifically specializes in voice search optimization. We all, we've mm-hmm. all heard of search engine optimization, but voice yeah. with all the smart devices now, and yeah. and he's he's dug into the weeds in this, and submit, and now we you know yeah. kind of use that, and then we have services that we've used all over based yeah. on my introduction to them through the podcast and Absolutely. You know, getting good information. Cause they're now they're thought of as somebody who knows what they're talking about. They're a thought leader now in their industry. Yeah. I, like you said, now have trust in them thinking, Oh my gosh, this could be really useful to my clients. and our agency, mm-hmm. I need to know more and let's make those connections. The other thing that we do is um, we have a, a Facebook group that then, my Mm. guests are part of and it's other marketing people too and other agency owners. And, you know, people always say, well, why do you interview people who could be potentially your competition, right? I'm like, really, it's not, it's more of we're learning from each other. We get to gain insights from each other. And, you know, if there's a client that I can't particularly help, then maybe somebody else can in a specific way, whatever the case might be. That membership group is, I mean, it's free to join, but it's, it's a place for communication and, and, people posing questions and if I don't have an answer, Mm -hmm. maybe another, you know, podcast guest that was an expert in that particular area can answer that. And I'm happy to help support it. And I've done that. And the same thing, you know, having spoken at different events in front of a bunch of other creatives and other agency owners, like I'm all about trying to collaborate and understand, you know, maybe they have a better way of doing something than I do. And so I'm going to learn from them or maybe I do vice versa, right? Maybe I can teach them something. So yeah, it's more about... How can you, you know, be a mentor or a mentee in, in the mm-hmm. journey that we're all going on? Because everyone's going on a marketing journey, no matter who you are, no matter what brand you represent, even if it's your own brand, right? <laughs> even, yeah, even uh, you know, and so building that brand and going through that process and meeting the right people and and um, having people mm-hmm. that can support you, I, that's, that's the, the part I love. And yeah, you're right. Like, I've had some relationships with hosts now. I get to be on... Um, a panel discussion every quarter now from one of my guests on my show, she invites me to hers to be uh, a a panelist, you know, for her people who are pitching and I I can give them great feedback. And then her people who are, you know, pitching to me and a panel of us, um, then they'll reach out to me. And so it's just kind of like this reciprocal ongoing, you know, Mm -hmm. waterfall effect or a a droplet of water that ripple effect. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Ripple effect. That's right. But yeah, I think if people can value that and you know and recognize the time and energy and effort and how much they can get out of it if they put into it, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Put into it consistently. Yes, yep, consistently. absolutely.
1: Yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. And yes. it's it's fun because like when we track our numbers, we use Chartable and the uh, listen notes and different things. It's fun to see mm-hmm the podcast episodes that get so many downloads versus maybe ones that didn't do what they could have otherwise done to share it out to their audience. Yeah. And, and it's, you can just see and track the numbers by who it is that makes those connections who actually follows through and do does the things that need to get done. And um, yeah. we like to reward those who, who, who are, you know, <laughs> rewarding themselves quite honestly. Right.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's what you should be doing as a guest. I mean, there's, there's no really two ways about it. Um, you know, and, and it's not something you even just have to do one time. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you can also be using another audio snippet months from now, you know, as long as it's still valid, it's something you can be putting out there. And the more and more we share ourselves as experts and become the thought leaders in what it is that we do, you know, the more opportunities that are going to come our way. And by sharing you as a podcast, trust me when I tell you, when people see that you are a guest on a podcast, that is a real credibility marker for them. When they go to your website and they say you've been on 20, 30 podcasts, something like that, they're like, oh, dang, like this person knows what they're talking about. Like, look at all these people who want to have them on. Maybe they even recognize a show or two of the shows that have been on. They're like, oh man, I love that show. That's so awesome that they were on, et cetera. And so these are opportunities, just more opportunities for you to be putting this stuff out there, right? Like every time you do a podcast interview, just like Ray said, you should be chopping it up, putting it on your socials, maybe putting your e-newsletter, but do a blog post also. Put it on your website. And a huge reason for that is your SEO. Um, a lot of people find us through organic search, like just on Google, you know, they put in, how do I guest on podcasts, you know, podcast publicity, et cetera. And we will come up and rank really high for that, which I'm very grateful for. But that's also because we turn those interviews into blogs and backlink them. So I actually think that blogging is a huge, like when people ask me, what's the one thing I should do with podcast interviews, that's actually a huge one for me is I'm like, don't sleep on this because this will make a big difference. Everyone uses Google let it you know do that power for you to differentiate you
1: and there's so many tools now that'll help you automate the process too um, mm-hmm. I got to be a beta user of CAP Show and it takes it and pretty much does it for you. It'll snip it up and cut it up and dice it up. I mean, you have to, you know, kind of have to. I say it still takes human intelligence to use artificial intelligence, but well, I mean, that's that for yeah. you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell my students, I said, I can always tell when you're using Chat GPT. So don't even, I don't even have to look at, you know, the.
0: Just <laughs> like I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. It's- but for everyone listening, we're two humans having a conversation.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my voice cannot be uh, replicated by a, a machine. <laughs> Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and, and like, but by, by doing those types of things, like you said, you can repurpose that content over and over again. And we take quotable moments and have the the words and the audio because people sometimes don't turn the the volume up. So we call that audio agnostic. And so we can then have people follow along with what they're saying, and then we tag Mm -hmm. them again, and then they share it again. And it's just a ongoing yep. thing and then like you said about blog posts you can you know have quotable moments from people and and include what they said in the podcast then now you're putting in the blog post and those links right the resources that we drop in that's what you, you want know, all those, those backlinks yep, yeah yep, the backlinks mm-hmm. are super helpful for search engine optimization and mm-hmm. and not only that now we were talking about voice search too people are asking questions, right? You you have right. your devices, um, you know, your Google home device or your Alexa device. I have to be careful because Siri will probably start talking to me because she's on my watch. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. They always do that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> But, uh, it, you know, so, so now posing things as questions and answers, and it's perfect for podcast guests to have natural questions and answers. And because that's what we do, right? As we're interviewing the guests, they have an answer to that question. And so putting those Q&As and frequently asked questions on your site is going to help when people are asking questions of, you know, the Google or Alexa or whatever device they're using, and your site will come up before somebody else's that doesn't have it posed as a question. So Mm -hmm. podcasts as Q and A's is super helpful now, even more than it was before. I think interesting thought
0: I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a really, uh, yeah. Interesting way to look at it. And that makes sense to me.
1: Well, and hashtags too, right? I mean, you probably use a lot of hashtag strategy and what you're doing and posting with PR and publicity. I mean, there's, there's lots that can happen because of it and you can search and find people that way too in, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm sure you use hashtags. Tell me, tell me more about how you use hashtags in your, your efforts that you're doing.
0: I was hoping you weren't going to ask me this because we really don't.
1: <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well, that's all right. That's all right.
0: <laughs> but mainly because we're not, we're not a social media agency, right? Yeah. That's not uh, you know, for us, like, here's what we're doing writing the best damn pitches we possibly can to get our clients on the perfect shows for them. So that's what we're really focused on. Our clients are the ones that are spreading, you know, their messages and the shows that they've been on, et cetera. We're really coaching them up on how to be a great guest, how to have that great relationship with that host, which includes sharing absolutely 100% with their audiences. Um, But we're not necessarily in their social media accounts or anything like that with them. Yeah got gotcha.
1: you well that's where we could come in and do it for him because that's what i, I always say to like do you want us to help you share this because we can
0: <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> thinking, thinking of the, the more ways that it can be used
1: is always a good thing totally for sure now it's time for a message from one of our partners kitcaster did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand? And KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. We've had several guests from KitCaster on the Marketing Expedition podcast as well. So if you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from their staff of communication experts. Kitcaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. Go to kitcaster.com slash expedition to apply for a special offer for friends of this podcast. Uh, something else that you had uh, written kind of down as far as some topics that we could discuss. Um, you said, mm-hmm. what are the three signs of when you're ready to hire a publicist? Let's, let's dig into that a little bit more because um, we've been doing this for a long time. And I know that sometimes people have never, maybe not even ever used a publicist before. Maybe they don't even know what one is. I mean, honestly, I mean, I know I do, but um, maybe just give a brief overview of, of what a publicist does and why the importance of, of having one, what, what could that do for the business and brand?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So the first thing I'll do really quickly is break down what publicity is and where it falls into marketing, because I think that that's really important for people to all be on like a baseline of like, this is yeah. what this is. So there's earned, owned and paid marketing. Okay. And so, you know, I'm explaining this to Ray, who obviously knows all this stuff, but this is just for everybody. So we're all, no, we're I mean, all this is, this is a good here. overview. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's the peso model, like paid, earned, search and organic or something or what, yeah, owned and all the, all the, all the little acronyms that people come up with. I know we have our little things
0: (laughs) that we do. We have our little, I have a little Venn diagram, you know, that's how I teach it a lot. So essentially paid is shockingly stuff that you pay for, right? Which typically for most people is social media ads. It can also be like an influencer campaign, things like that where money is exchanged, right? Then there's your... yeah paper, exactly
1: paper click and any kind oh. of
0: ad anything where money is exchanged absolutely then we have our owned channels so that's your podcast um your website your social media channels etc the places where you have control over the content that is going out into the world and then there's earned media and that is what publicity falls under and what that means is that no money is exchanged. So I'm not paying Ray to be on here today. Ray's not paying me to have me be on Unless here as a like guest. it's like an right?
1: advertorial, and it's it, it has to be announced that it's a paid ad, and yes, you know yes. maybe it looks like it's an editorial, but it's really an advertorial, or you know this this me- you have to disclose. Ray, you're gonna, you. oh, yeah. you're gonna get me on a <laughs> spicy soapbox. You're gonna get me on a
0: spicy fricking soapbox there about all that. <laughs> but,
1: but that's not that's not that's not what we're talking about, right? Those are the we're that's talking the about. All I will say. All I will say is
0: you should never pay to be a podcast guest. I will say that. Um, but this is this is where earned media falls into it, okay? The publicity falls into it. No money is exchanged. I'm providing value to your audience, and in exchange, you're getting me in front of your audience, right? So that's a really bare-bone, like, easy-peasy how to describe what publicity is. So a publicist steps in for someone and gets them those earned media placements. Mm-hmm. Okay? Pitching, so that means getting, that yep, mm-hmm. exactly. We're doing the research, we're doing the pitching, we're doing the follow-up. We do everything for our clients except the actual interview. So <laughs> they show up for the interview. We obviously are wanting them to listen to an episode beforehand so they're ready to go, really confident about the show, they know what they're going to be talking about, etc. But that's all they do. We do all the rest of that work. And for a lot of people, they come to us at different stages in their business. So some people have never worked with a publicist before, like you said, and a lot of the times folks that are like that have built their business on referrals. Mm-hmm. So they have built a very strong business to what they have today based on being really dang good at what it is that they do and having people refer to them. That is wonderful.
1: I call that world of mouth advertising, not just word of mouth, but world of mouth I love that world of right? mouth. I like that. I like that. Right?
0: Yep, I love that. The problem with that, though, is at a certain point that well dries up.
1: It does right? At a, at, can you continue to to refer exactly? To you and, yeah, exactly, exactly, yep.
0: exactly. And that doesn't mean that those things aren't going to trickle in, you know, stuff like that. But it just means regularly bringing in clients referrals at some point are going to dry up. So they come to us at a point where they're like, "This is how I built my business." And I know that I need to get out there more, but I really don't have the time. I know that I can go and I can speak on a podcast. I really love to speak. Generally, there are people that like to have conversations. There are folks that want to come on and talk to folks and they know that they do well in that environment. I just hit Mm -hmm. my mic. (laughs) That's how excited (laughs) I was with my uh, talking.
1: Very excited. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. I was like, I'm just jazzed about it. Um, But that's where a lot of people come to us is at that point where they're like, okay, I'm ready now to up level. And I know that I need to be getting in front of new people regularly, right? I need to be getting in front of new people so I can continue to grow my pipeline. Then we have other people that have worked with publicists before, and they have found that podcasts are their biggest return. They have found that when they guest on a podcast full of the right people, they get leads, they get discovery calls, they get these things. And again, a lot of the times it comes down to they don't have the time um, mm-hmm. to be doing it, and they also don't necessarily have a team member that they want to dedicate to doing that.
1: <laughs> time, exactly, talent. they don't have that's the right? talent. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> because you know, for our clients, we have this guarantee of at least twenty-four aligned bookings. That means we're sending a, a, usually a couple hundred pitches. You know, and so that's something that that's a you know we're sending ten pitches a week for our clients. Like that's something that most people. They just simply don't have that on staff. And we've worked with over 600 shows at this point. So we have a ton of connections as well to shows that we've worked with. So a lot of people come to us when they're like, I'm ready. I know that I need to up level. I just want to work with people that are going to make it as easy as possible for me to get there.
1: Right. Well, and like for me, it's nice when the guest has an assistant or somebody to help them along the way because yes, then we yeah. tend to get the materials that we need we get yes. you know the bio the photo the image the logo the title the topic the all the things yeah. come yeah. together and when we get to work with pod booking agencies like yours uh public you know publicists um it always goes well because then we we can lean on that person that's helping yes. them. that's literally <laughs> our
0: job yes yeah. yes exactly exactly yeah. it's like We're going to make sure that everything gets your way, right? That headshot, that bio, everything like that is going to be sent your way right away. Every, You know, if anything, we're going to be following up with you, you know, a week before, like, hey, where's that link? You know, if we still need it, something like that, that's on us. Right?
1: And in my case today, I was running a little tardy. So I just uh, messaged your assistant <laughs> and said, um, just let Christina know I'm just a little bit behind schedule. And that was <laughs> so just was fine. And then I couldn't get
0: my uh, friggin' computer to work. So I was like five minutes late too. So no, no. We, it was perfect. We got here.
1: We got here. We're here. We're doing it. Yes. It's all good. <laughs> That's right. Well, got, but, but no, seriously though, having somebody help you, I mean, my staff helps too. And they help get it yeah. all arranged and they do all the editing and posting and you know all that um the show notes all i mean we automate the show notes but they still have to tweak them because my name is yeah. never spelled correctly but yeah it's oh, no super no helpful never lankowski will be destroyed in the show that notes. Yeah. i know. <laughs> the team is there to support and it makes a lot of sense for sure to have have that have that backup because if you try to do this all alone i mean i can only imagine a person trying to be on 24 different podcasts that are of quality of value that have a lot of downloads that have a lot of clout like you know we're top five percent most popular podcasts globally now and like i have to turn people away because sometimes it's just not a good fit and of course you know whatever right so so it, it is super helpful to have that team behind you and those automation tools and all that kind of, you know, good stuff. So, so that's, that's when somebody needs to hire a publicity company to get on podcasts and or other shows too. But, um, and podcasts kind of became sort of like the, not necessarily replacing radio and and TV shows, but I think, I feel like podcasts are more widely accepted now, even in the younger generation than say watching the news, like regular TV you know, Antana News, right? Like, it's just mind-blowing how different things have come, even within the last few years, right? Um, from, from when we first started the business 20 years ago, right? We didn't have podcasts. We didn't have social media even. And and now, I mean, we're just doing so much more digital than we are kind of that traditional media, if you will. And and I think people have to evolve and, and embrace it and recognize- Your businesses have
0: to evolve. Absolutely. And I, I love what you said at the beginning, which was like, you were worried that during the pandemic, right, people weren't going to listen because you're like, they're not going to be commuting, they're not going to and you're exactly right that the opposite is what happened. People oh, wanted,
1: yeah, 100%. wanted
0: that human connection. I mean, I remember many times being like, I got to leave my family <laughs> right now. I got to go upstairs. I'm going to listen to a podcast because- i like what is happening right now i gotta know? i
1: gotta take a break i gotta, I you gotta to I I take know? a break i gotta take a <laughs> break uh, double time too i don't know if you do that or not i listen to mine like you know some of them i don't but a lot of people do i don't but <laughs> a lot of people do or like
0: my husband does like one and a half time like a lot you know what i mean so i totally get that i don't know i'm just like a i'm just a purist i just want it in a <laughs> simple
1: form i guess I guess that's the luxury of what we can have now, because when we were watching exactly. regular live television, this person's talking too slow. I'm going
0: to just speed this up a little bit. I, I respect, if only we could do that in real life, like person to person sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I, get
1: it, I get it. Could you just speed up your talking a little bit? Exactly, exactly,
0: exactly, exactly. Or yeah. mute, depending on the situation. Or mute, I know, right? Yeah, depending <laughs> on the situation, you know, so I yeah. get
1: that. I think that it's
0: important though for people to to recognize like what you said is important and that people are listening and you guys, the numbers of podcast listeners are only continuing to grow. So there are 80 million podcast listeners, weekly podcast listeners in the U.S. alone. There are 69 million Netflix accounts. So that should just go to show you that there are more people that are listening to podcasts than are watching Netflix. And the reason that I bring that up is Netflix is such a part of our lives, right? It's something that we all think about. And maybe it's not Netflix, but you know, something streaming, you know, that type of thing. But also a pod podcasts are a part of people's everyday life now. And the thing is, people don't have to sit and watch it, right? They are doing it while they're doing other things. Like I listen to podcasts a lot when I'm going on a walk, when I'm cleaning, when I'm taking my kid to school, right? Like These are all the different places where I find myself listening to shows. And obviously, I mean, this is what I do for a living. Of course, I'm listening to podcasts more than others. But this is how most people are. They have their podcasts, they really want to listen to them week in and week out. They discover new ones. They really like the hosts. There is a study that 70% of podcast listeners feel a personal connection to the host and their guest.
1: Nice of podcasts. So
0: meaning like. They hear you in their in their ears, and they they are they're they're attached, right? That no like and trust factor has really gone up.
1: Pause it whenever you need to, you know. Keep it going when you don't want to, or re-listen to it when you want to, or share it out and send it out. Or I like to do the little snippets because, like, my husband and I we run the business together, but there's no way he's gonna spend the you know the hour that I just spent listening to it. So I'll just give him a little snippet of something that i yeah. i'm like oh you really need to hear this part and i'll just give him a little context to it and then he gets little snippets of it and and vice versa like my students they get snippets cuz my students are not going to always listen to you know an hour long so i give yeah. them like this is a part i need you to you know listen to and then write me yeah. uh you know a little synopsis or a scenario or, you know give me yeah. give me a, you know a 300 word uh journal entry on this topic and uh, you know chat gpt optional <laughs> yeah yeah i love it <laughs> But yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. So Christina, how can people get in touch with you if they are interested in um hiring you as their publicist to be on uh, people's podcasts?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You can head to podcastpublicityquiz.com and that's a really, really great spot to kind of figure out what might be the best avenue for you, whether that's maybe learning how to do it yourself, perhaps having a team member do it, or if you just want to have us take it all over and pitch on your behalf with guaranteed results. So that's all there. You can also find me on Instagram at publicity X with a CH publicity by Christina. I thought I was really clever. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. where we're at um, with that, but that's, that's where it is. And you can find me there. I post a bunch about our clients, the shows that they're on the shows I'm on, um, as well as just the work that we're regular doing and funny things that happen uh, in day-to-day life as a business owner. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, no, I really like what you said about. I mean, I've been on lots of podcasts, but I don't even know how many I have been on, and I I need to do a better job of putting them on my own website. I mean, I have we have our podcast that we do. But on yeah. the flip side, um, that just gave me like a task to do to make sure that I'm updating our, you know, my page on and on other people's podcasts. That OPP, other people's podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. That's what we're like OPP. You know, how many? Yeah, how many uh, podcasts was on? Was Ray on? You know, OPPs, other people's podcasts too. And a really easy thing, a really easy thing that you could do, like even this time of year, because
0: this is a time of year when people are, you know, usually we're in December now recording, just so you know. But a time of year like when people aren't as active with stuff is you could totally send out like a Spotify playlist to your e-newsletter list and to your social media. That's just the shows that you've been a guest on, you know what you I mean? Don't. And just yeah. sharing that to folks and letting them listen in to those different things, sharing that with the hosts then too, being like, Hey, just so you know, I just sent this out to my whole e-newsletter yeah. list. Or I just sent this out, you know, you could tag them on socials as well. But Like, don't, I don't want anyone that's listening to be like, oh my gosh, I've been on like 10 shows and I haven't
1: done anything. That's okay. Do something now. Yeah. I love that to do a Spotify playlist. Yeah. Now, now my, now my wheels are turning. (laughs) Good. I like it. That's what what I'm here for. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so Christina, any last, um, I know we talk a lot, but um just kind of to to summarize and and you know kind of yeah. close out uh this podcast because otherwise I think we could probably talk about this all day long if we let ourselves. I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, you
0: know, if we want to talk for another hour, like I'm down. I know, like, right?
1: Fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, just give me kind of what you'd like to leave the audience with and just uh maybe, you know, I don't know, top three things or tools or tips or yeah. tech or I don't know, whatever, whatever you'd like to leave us with. What would you, what would you say if I said, okay, Christina, you go.
0: <laughs> I would honestly say to, to everyone that's listening, you just got to do it. Um, and what I mean by that is there are probably a lot of people that are listening to this right now that, that are very anxious about what I'm saying. Okay. They are like, I don't know that I want to like, does anyone want to hear from me? What if I get on these podcasts and I make a fool out of myself and I say something wrong and you know this this happens or this happens or xyz and I am I am always going to be here to say to you that all those things happen. I mess up stuff, I'm going to say all the time, I sw- accidentally swear all the time when I'm <laughs> doing things like stuff like this definitely happens. I, I I absolutely have imposter syndrome creep up, you know, sometimes and be like, "Who are you to go on like this show, you know, and be talking about xyz?" But I truly believe the worst thing that can happen is you do not put yourself out there. Right. Because if you do not put yourself out there, your business will not grow. We have to be visible for our business to grow. And a lot of people like to work in their business Mm -hmm. and not on their business. And I'm here to challenge you in 2024 to be getting out in front of other people's audiences regularly.
1: Agreed. 100%. And I think if you can establish yourself as an expert in your field, and you know, to your point, people will say that to me all the time too. It was like, I well, I wouldn't know what to say. I don't have anything to say. Well, are you and I having a conversation right now? We exactly. It's exactly. just us having a conversation, yeah. and I think people kind of make it. What does that make mountains out of molehills, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes yeah, yeah. Exactly. Things. Yeah, that that's not necessarily always the the right kind of fear to have. <laughs> but I get it because not everybody is born with the gift gift to gab you know totally. <laughs> and, and, totally and so it's always on the guest too on the on the host to be able to ask those questions and have those conversations and if you've got a good host too that can interview and be able to draw things out of you that's half the yeah. battle. And having copy points and talking points, I think helps sometimes people always want to oh, yeah. have that. And, you know, they'll ask, well, what are you going to ask me? I'm like, okay, I'll send you questions, but I probably won't ask you all these questions. It's just there for you to feel better about yourself when you come on the show, honestly.
0: A hundred percent. And it is so funny how people react to that stuff. Cause like I got the questions that you had sent, but I don't look at them because for me, I want it to be a very natural Conversation and very much like I, I, you know, I generally looked at like, what is, you know, what do you want to talk about and stuff like that? But I was very much like, okay, I'm not going to look at all these because I want to be able to have my genuine answer and reaction to those things. But I also agree with you. Some people want to have that prep beforehand to kind of know what's going on. And that really honestly depends on the host. Most of the time, the host does not send that. I will just give you that information right now. But one thing I do want to say is it will get easier. You will, everyone sweats and stumbles their way through their first couple interviews. Every single one, I have seven figure, multi seven figure entrepreneur clients and their first couple interviews, they, they may sweat and stumble through that whole thing. But by the time they get past those first few, and this is for any of our clients, they feel so much more comfortable. And by the time they get to the end of our 24, they could do that. They could do that stuff in their sleep. They could show up, you know, be able to drop this amazing knowledge and kind of go from there. And that was actually one thing one of our clients said to us at the end of our time together. She was like, I just feel crystal clear in like my messaging. Like, I feel like I was unexpectedly asked to speak at this event. Like I was at the event and they asked me to come up and introduce my business. And I was like on it. Like I've done 24 like interviews. Like I was in there and I was ready to break down like what it is I do, who I'm, you know, who I serve, et cetera. And I was like, how amazing is that as a feeling to just know you feel super confident and like what it is you do and that message you want to get out there into the world.
1: Totally. Well, and for our podcast, it's not live, you know, I used to do some live streaming, but it was a lot to to do all of it yeah that's a
0: lot
1: yeah <laughs> it was a lot and I think you know if we worst case scenario we could always edit out something that was like horrendous or whatever you know I mean for example one time we were we were recording uh an event and an earthquake happened <laughs> oh my god like the one here in Idaho like a couple yes, years ago yes we were doing oh, a big huge event for um YMCA and, you know, we had the board president, the CEO, all the people online because we had to pivot their event from being, you know, 400 person attendee yeah. event to yeah. online for their big, huge capital campaign right. kickoff, this whole thing. And I kid you not, I'm, I'm hosting, right? And I'm literally saying, ladies and gentlemen, go find a safe space in your home. We're experiencing an earthquake. <laughs> Which is not, like, I know most of your listeners yeah.
0: don't live here, but like in Idaho, we don't really get earthquakes. Like this is not a... This is not a common occurrence. And that, that night, I still remember, I drank a whole bottle of wine that night because I was like, the end is here. Like it was (laughs) COVID, we were only a couple months into COVID, then this giant earthquake happened and I was like, well,
1: like, this is it. And then, like the fires, the paradise fires, fires had happened. the The grasshoppers happened. I mean, everything imaginable. (laughs) Yeah, had
0: happened, and I was like, I guess we're here. Like this is this
1: is the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, I just I remember I thought my boys were like wrestling in the background, and I'm like, you know, I'm like turning around, like I'm I'm gonna mute the thing, and like you know, I'm on a really big event, like I'm hosting this. What are you doing? And I and I start to see like things swaying and moving, and like (laughs) boys falling. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh. So the funny thing is, is, you know, how everyone had like the pandemic pajamas, like, you know, party on or or, or, like business on top party on the, on the bottom. Well, because people had to get up and move from their seats, we all quickly found out who was wearing their pajamas and slippers. (laughs) Don't ask me to get up now, even in uh, the end of 2023,
0: because you're going to see straight sweatpants on the bottom.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the return of the 80s. You know, they they want their haircuts back, but it's your clothing instead, right? Party, exactly. party on the back, party on the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> this is exactly. the exactly. Anyway, that, oh my gosh, that's what I have
0: going on when I work from home. So. That's
1: right. <laughs> yep, it, it all works out. Uh, okay, Christina, uh, thank you. I just, I probably should wrap up, but I, um, this has been enjoyable for sure. And I'm sure we could keep going. We'll have to have you back again and, and do a follow-up because there's always no fun. I, I love talking to people that like to talk about marketing
0: and the people that like to listen and kind of hear different tactics and, and stuff like that. Like I know your audience does. So it's, um, it's really fun for me. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll have to get together in person, Christina. I know. I know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Let's do
0: it.
1: Let's do it. Maybe we'll go somewhere casual so we can just keep our, you know, our, our home outfit. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know. I'll wear pants for you. Right. I'll put on actual (laughs) pants for you. That means I must really like you if I'm going to put on real pants, but
1: I'll do it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine. I really appreciate you and all that you do to help businesses and people get past their fear of being on a podcast and especially 24 times. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So for those of you listening, the best thing, again, you could do for both of us is give us that review, share this out with those, you know, maybe there is somebody that you know that uh, needs to be on a podcast. Maybe they've got cool things to say or, you know, would need an audience or could have an audience that would be beneficial. Right, Christina?
0: Absolutely. I would I would love any referrals that you that you send over our way. We're looking for individuals that are, are looking to get out there into the world, tell their story, talk about their business, talk about what they're looking to do um, and uh, get some get some clients and change their business along the way.
1: I love that. Awesome. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Bye.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place.